1: Right. Welcome to Out of the Blue from Maze and Brew, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network, a podcast that is a healthier marriage than most Hollywood marriages and certainly healthier than Will and Jade of Pinkett Smith's. I am Jared Stormer of Maze With me, as always, is Andy Bailey, my hetero life mate, also of Maze and Andy, you earthly vessel of masculinity and brawn.
2: How you doing, brother? Doing well, my friend, you know, speaking of the Smiths, I got smacked with the news of a new Kendrick album coming this week, so I'm living in a good space, and we're talking football and drafting it up today, it's one of my favorite podcasts of the year.
1: I love it. Absolutely cannot wait. We are doing our annual spring game draft, despite the fact that the spring game already happened. Uh, We'll get into the reasons for that once we get to that. But there is some news to touch on first. Wanted to get into that because we got a lot to cover on this one. Uh, The first bit of news being that safety uh, former four star Jordan Morant has announced his transfer out of the program this is noteworthy because this was one of my guys, you know, one of my guys that I ride for for no reason other than I like his name or he has like one particular play on a high school highlight reel that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my dude. I was riding for Jordan Morant. So this is a bit of a bummer, but uh, might be a writing on the wall type of deal with the safety depth that we've accumulated.
2: It's exactly what I was thinking as well, because you already have Makari Page, RJ Mote, and Rod Moore slated to play the bulk of the minutes there. Then you have the Keon Sabs, Zeke Berry, uh, even German Green in the spring game showed some flash. So there's just a ton of depth at that position right now. and I think he just saw that he was going to have a hard time getting on the field to play significant minutes. So, you know, more power to him for utilizing the portal and going somewhere where he's actually going to see the field more. This is the guy that can go
1: somewhere else and definitely help you out Too highly, highly recruited coming out of high school. And there's a lot to like about him. I mean, he's got a big frame, um, not Macari Page big or, or Will Johnson big, but around the six foot range, six one maybe. So he's a guy that can definitely come in and help you. And yeah, wish wish him all the best wherever he ends up. Our safety depth is still Mighty fine. Some of the best in the Big Ten. Um, Jim Harbaugh did give an update coming out of spring camp. Uh, spring camp is now wrapped, but we did get some updates. And maybe the most delightful update that I've ever read, you sent this to me on Instagram. It was nothing but good good news within it and uh, all stuff that needs to be celebrated. So if you did not hear, the update that he gave was J.J. McCarthy is throwing and looks good. He's ready to roll. Ronnie Bell is running and cutting. Looks like he'll be returning to football activities here soon. He said Mozzie Smith and Mike Morris might be the two best defenders on the team. and He said that A.J. Henning was going to be used at running back and that Mason Graham is continuing to impress. It was all good news, and I don't know. I don't think one update gave me more uh, goosebumps than this particular one.
2: Yeah, he went farther on the End of Trenches podcast with John Jansen just raving about players like Jalen Hurrell and Junior Colson, Turner, all the safeties, just going deep into his bag like he likes to do and highlighting key guys that have stood out during camp and how Joey Velasquez was 100% committed to spring ball for football and was playing baseball just on the weekends and when he could and was still hitting home runs because that's the kind of athlete he is. So Harbaugh loved him and just spoke really highly of the team and their effort and consistency in the spring. And this is all welcome news because it's proof that last year's culture was not a fluke and that it's carrying over to Team 143 and, like, and so on and so
1: forth for the future. Joey Velasquez, strong future U.S. Senator energy coming from him. That is a dude that I would not bet against. And, uh, you know, we weren't watching him too closely, but the fact that he's like a legitimately good baseball player too, he really flew up my my list of favorite Michigan players this year.
2: Yeah, the fact is his versatility, you know he can go on both sides of the aisle politically and get the job done no matter what it takes. He's proving it now in Ann Arbor. Dude's got my vote. Um,
1: Of the other uh, little tidbits that came out from Jim Harbaugh, what do you think is the most important? What got you the most excited?
2: So you got quite a bit of uh, information to parse through and choose there. Um, I'm going to stick on the offensive ends as I've just been raving about the defense. Uh, AJ Henning is going to be used as Debo Samuel running the ball. You and I have always talked about like, on the podcast in writing and elsewhere that he does struggle to catch the ball. Like that can be kind of like one of his weaker issues at times, which is, you know, not desirable from a receiver. But once you get him in space with it, he is electric. So to add this wrinkle in the offense and make it an actual scheme and fit, not just a gadget play, is welcome news. But I think the obvious one here is JJ McCarthy began throwing the football again today. Some were speculating surgery a few weeks ago, but the fact that he is back to a hundred percent strength and throwing the ball now and can actually like push Cade Mack this fall so we truly have the best quarterback starting game one
1: yeah the AJ Henning news is super interesting and definitely exciting like it's something that's like oh my god what is this gonna look like we've seen little glimpses of it uh, especially later on in the year last year but generally, it was like you said, gadget plays or one-off plays where he's on the sweep. There was the touchdown against Ohio State that was kind of the uh, the fake pass, um, and then the uh, like the Statue of Liberty gadget handoff to him. But that was on like that reverse type action. So there's been a lot of that. So to see that open up more is super exciting. But you're right; it is the McCarthy and the Ronnie Bell news is by far the most significant. You got two guys. One of them that you're for sure going to see. A lot in Ronnie Bell and another guy that's going to compete for the job and could end up winning the the starting quarterback job. If nothing else, he's going to push Cade McNamara. We've seen him come in, in, uh, in spot duty as well. And we know what JJ McCarthy can do. And I mean, I don't know why I'm having to give like a, uh, like a cliff notes version of what JJ McCarthy is. You all know. So you all know why these are, these are great things for Michigan. And, uh, you know, it, we got our boy back, so I'll be excited to watch his progress. Wish we could have seen him in the spring game, though.
2: Absolutely. We just would have added that extra competitive dynamic that all the fans, coaches, and players want to see, but this is just a win-win for the program. Nothing but good news coming out. Seems like all like all great vibes team right now. All First team, all vibes. Everything is turning up Michigan, so now it's just time for them to get back on the recruiting trail and keep building and building.
1: 100% with you and uh yeah the other parts of that Mozzie Smith Mike Morris looking like the best defenders this isn't too surprising those are names that we kind of mentioned as dudes we expected to be difference makers and then Mason Graham uh impressing as a freshman I wanted to touch on that because that was my boy coming into this year so uh got to pat myself on the back whenever I'm even marginally right. If we're not doing that why are we even have a podcast like what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Uh, this isn't quite news yet, but something to keep an eye on. I'm switching over to basketball now, and that is that six foot six wing and Texas Tech transfer, Terrence Shannon, uh, looking at Michigan. They're saying Michigan is the team to beat right now. He's just got to get through enrollment. Uh, the admissions, if that denies us another guy, if that denies us another Xavier worthy in Terrence Shannon, I'm going to be uh, highly upset because this is a six six wing, former top 100 recruit. Out of Texas Tech, this dude can play the two or the three. He's athletic, plus defender. Shot thirty eight percent from three. If you've listened to this podcast, this is exactly what we said this basketball team needs. So please do not let this one get held up because uh, his culinary arts, you know, hit transfer isn't it you know, doesn't meet our requirements.
2: Yeah, please admissions, get the job done. I really don't want to start like an Andy Dufresne like letter writing scheme here to just like keep bombarding you, but I will. I'll do it. I have time right now. So for the love of God, like this would solve so many issues for Michigan. Like we have recruits coming in, like Jet Howard, who's highly touted, can play the two or the three and very versatile. This guy has legit high level experience, has all that talent, can be molded at Michigan. So the fact that the Wolverines came out as a front runner, like just don't screw this up, please. You have one job to do. Let's make him eligible. Let's give him some easy classes. I don't care if you don't like. You don't want him in Chem 130 or whatever. I can come and assist with any tutoring you need. I volunteer, even though I'm terrible. But please, God, let him in to Ann Arbor.
1: Now I don't know much about Chem 130, but I have Google, and uh, I will happily help him cheat his way through uh through the process no um obviously we we don't want that but i really hope that we're able to land this guy and it would be a shame if it were because of like academics or something that we're keeping him out because that's been something that's happened at michigan before in the past and look man let's just we're these these kids are here to to play the game and so long as they're not like as long as they like can't read or something like ridiculous they should be allowed to, to get into the program or at least have some sort of like um Transition program available to them to make sure that those credits can transfer, but something to keep an eye on Uh, two more basketball notes and then we're switching over to football for good. Uh, The NBA playoffs are currently on right now. You've got quite a few Michigan Wolverines that are in the fray. Uh, two of them though, Jordan Poole and Duncan Robinson are going to be guys that have their fingerprints on this narrative. Jordan Poole for the warriors, 30 points on nine of 13 shooting against the nuggets. Looks like a dude that, uh, maybe might mess around and get himself a max contract. And then Duncan Robinson, after a slow year, eight threes, uh, against the Atlanta Hawks and nine for 10 overall, 27 points off the bench beastly. And, uh, just really good to see some Michigan guys now getting some playoff runs on two teams that should have deep playoff runs too.
2: Yeah, this is really welcome to see, especially for Jordan Poole, who should have been a finalist for most improved player. Like it's asinine that he's not just an insult to the award, but it's awesome to see him really stepping up as Steph Curry is still try, trying to get over his injury a little bit. And the fact that Jordan Poole is now involved in the, the modern version of their lineup of death is just it's awesome to watch. And Duncan Robbins, you mentioned he had kind of a rough year. You have your finger really on the pulse of the NBA this season. And he did struggle a lot. Like A lot of people were questioning the contract, but if he can continue the success he showed in Game 1, there's not going to be any questions because he's always shown that he can step up when the lights are the brightest.
1: Could not think or pick two more opposite personalities that are both Michigan Wolverines, like Jordan Poole, an absolute menace, shooting his shot with Malika Andrews, Uh, just the thirstiest of thirsty dudes out there living his life. And then the consummate professional, Duncan Robinson, just a grinder, goes to work, goes about his business, goes home, puts on the new balances, mows the grass, like contrasting uh, methodologies,
2: but uh, both results getters both results getters and i resonate much more with jordan Poole in this scenario than i do duncan robinson and his newbies
1: yeah okay you know we're on the same page there jordan Poole is a menace to society so i'm here for it but yeah i'll be watching those guys and i'm looking forward to it uh before we switch over to the spring draft gotta talk about the people that have gotten us through the last five years now of doing the spring draft Homefield Home Field Apparel. Uh, we've been working with these guys for a long time, a wonderful company out of Indianapolis that can take care of your college athletic apparel needs. If you're an oldie like me and Andy, you're getting up there. We're becoming old heads. We like the old school styles, like to go back to get the old Wolverine that looks like it was, uh, you know, from the 1940s, like World War II era. Or you can get the new stuff as well. Home Field Apparel has you covered. And you can get 20% off your first purchase with MNB when you check out at homefieldapparel.com. All right, brother, it's time. It is the fifth annual spring draft. I cannot believe we have been doing this for five years. Uh, Actually, yeah, no, this will be the fifth. We've been doing this for six seasons. This will be our sixth season, but our fifth spring draft. Uh, That is exciting and one of my favorites to do every year.
2: Yeah, I revisited some of our old drafts and actually looked through all of them. And it's crazy to believe I've been 5-0 and after all this time. You know, it's just time keeps on coming. We just, I just keep on winning these drafts.
1: That doesn't sound right, but I haven't <laughs> gone back and checked, but if you say so, um, you might be wondering why we're doing the spring draft. The spring game has already happened. Um, there's a couple reasons for that. This is still a useful exercise. Uh, the first being uh, they did the spring game really early this year, so uh, we were not prepared for that. The second reason being it is interesting when you go into that spring game and you look at how the teams are divided to try and envision what that process looks like what these coaches were thinking as they went through the rosters and tried to grab the best guys and then to build the best units. It really can be a good exercise for looking at this roster, seeing where your strengths are. And it's something that we revisit a lot. We do it in the spring, and then we go back and look at it throughout the year. So useful for us. I think a good insight for a lot of the listeners as to like, hey, here's how it might look if you're trying to split this roster up. and uh, And also, it's just fun. You know, I just enjoy doing it. I've got uh, some beers set aside. I'm ready for it. I'm pumped up about it.
2: Yeah, I have a pack of Marlboro Reds. I've been grinding tape all day. Had the Wii Remote charged up, new batteries in that, the fresh double A's. And yeah, man, this draft is fun. There's I love it because we have contradictions. We have players that aren't there until the fall sometimes. We switch position groups around. It's just a little bit of nonsense, but this has been one of my favorite podcasts since we began this years ago in 2018 with the Shea Patterson draft and how we're gonna do it. And I'd like to think we've gotten pretty good at this draft since we began.
1: I'd like to think so, too, but you can uh, call us out on that if we are absolutely way, way off point. We want to hear about it. Uh, We will give you a chance to vote for who wins this thing. Uh, Look for that link there on Maze & Brew. Uh, We're going to do it a little bit different this year. You want to run them through what we're doing, how this is going to (laughs) work?
2: Yeah, so we discussed off-air, we wanted to have like a position cap limit on each position group. So for example, two running backs, three receivers, five linemen naturally, two tight ends, three D linemen, four linebackers, four DBs. So kind of playing the system that the Michigan actually plays still leaves you a room for a little bit of versatility if you want to draft, say, three safeties. For the looks they run there. And but the key change to this year's draft is you cannot draft from the same position group back to back. So say I draft Zach Zenter. I can't come right back and draft Ryan Hayes. I got to switch position groups and go somewhere else. And that that kind of prevents the runs on position groups we've seen before when we'd react to each other. So keeps it a little fresher, a little bit more diverse.
1: I'm with you. And also, are you wanting to draft up guys that were not on campus this spring? So we're just drafting up the entire roster? Is, is that what I heard? Because I, I didn't prep for that, but I can be ready.
2: I feel like we kind of make up our own rules when we want. I mostly have guys that were there in the spring. But, you know, if we get deep in the bag and I got to pull a Jimmy Rolder out, don't put it past me.
1: I won't. Jimmy Rolder, I got him one on my list.
2: So it's good that you you specified. All right, do you want to flip a coin for this or how do you want to decide who goes first this year?
1: Uh yeah, let's flip a coin. You got one handy?
2: I do have one. Let me grab it.
1: It's going to be tails for me.
2: I'll call tails. Tails. All right, here we go. It is tails. Tails never
1: fails, baby. I want the first pick. All right. Let's get it on. Where are you going? With the first pick in the 2022 spring game draft, I take Blake Corum.
2: I like this pick. Give me some elaboration why he was number
1: one. Blake Corum is number one, not because there is a big drop off to number two. Sometimes uh, that'll be the reason that you take a guy. You know, it's like, oh, my God, if I don't get him, the drop off to player X is huge. That is not the case here. Donovan Edwards is amazing. I just think Blake Corum could potentially have Heisman level upside um, in a game like this. If we were to line up both offenses or our offense against your defense, uh, you're going to run it a lot. You're probably not going to be throwing the ball over the field. So having the best running back on your team. I think it's super valuable. Um, I think this is a first-team All-Big Ten guy. Uh, I think this is a guy that could break records at Michigan. So I feel pretty good about this pick. So that's that's why I'm going with Blake Quorum. And just my absolute dude. You know I ride for
2: Blake. Blake Corb is a great pick. He's one of the best players on this team. He's going to go over 1,000 yards this season and probably even further. So I'm not going to fight you there. This is far from a bad pick. This is not you know Colston Loveland going number one here. No offense to my guy. But okay, (laughs) with the uh, number two pick, I'm going to go with – I hate to do it to you. You hate to see it. I'm going to go with DJ Turner with my first pick. Ooh,
1: that does hurt. One of my favorite players. Uh, I understand why you want to do that. I, you know, it, it, are we going to judge this though? Like, who would win in a contest, or just who has the better overall roster? Because that that's going to really determine that. If it's well, like wh- who would win if you lined them up, I don't know that anyone's going to really challenge DJ Turner this year. So while DJ Turner is going to have an awesome year, I would bet DJ Turner doesn't have huge numbers because he's not getting tested this year.
2: No, I think that's the highest compliment you can play a corner. It reminds me of peak Namde Awesome while with the Raiders. Nobody just throws direction because he was so shut down. But um, no, this, I mean, whoever wins this draft, we can decide we win it one way or another. Like I said, I'm 5-0. and o, In your mind, you're 5-0. and o, So we can find some mandics to argue about one way or another here. It's true. We're just making this up as we go.
1: All right. Good pick. I love DJ Turner. Um, I'm going to switch over to the defensive side of the ball as well. A dude that passes the eye test and then some Um, one of the biggest dudes I've ever seen in my life basically looks like the predator. Give me Mike Morris at defensive end.
2: I'm buying the hype. outstanding pick very high on my big board as well my god what a mountain of a man we saw him at the spring game he's a first off the bus guy because he might need his own bus to get to the game right all right brother you're up okay c- coming back to me all right for my next pick i'm looking over my board here i'm gonna go with I'm going to go with junior Colson at linebacker. I'm going to do it to you back to back. Both of your boys. That one hurts a little bit more. Uh, That one hurts a little bit more because this is a
1: position where you look at the next guy and all of a sudden it's like, uh, oh boy. And uh, I'm high on junior Colson. I'm hoping he has that sophomore leap uh, because we really, really need it. But I wouldn't be surprised if he actually takes a little bit of a step back this year but we'll, we'll i'll be interested to see junior colson super high on coming out of the gate uh great pick you are you're doing me dirty here two of my boys
2: just give me that blasphemy he's taking a step back my man is taking a leap forward solely based on i heard him on a podcast so
1: <laughs> i'm here for it all right my turn i am going to take Give me Ronnie Bell. The return of Ronnie Bell, an absolute fan favorite. I think he's going to have a big year. If he's even at 80%, which they expect him to be full go this year, uh, we saw. A brief, brief glimpse of it last year in that opening contest. This dude's got hands for days. He's quick. He's not like elite speed, but it's great game speed. It translates really well, and I could see him, of all the re- the receivers we have in a really talented receiving room, this is the guy I'm the highest on. I want him on my team, especially
2: since you took two of my favorites. <laughs> This is one of those picks, too, where it's like, well, he was hurt during the spring game. It's like this is where we make it up a little bit. Assume he's healthy because Ronnie Bell has a chance to be a -a Bolitnikov finalist this year. I honestly believe that. If Cade McNamara is the starting quarterback, I think in large part that will be due to his chemistry with Ronnie Bell. It's an excellent pick. Thank you, sir. All right, you're you're up. Okay, I'm going to go to the offense now for the first time, and I am going to go with – tight end eric all here i think he is the best tight end by a significant margin and we saw his versatility in the spring game even throwing the ball around he has no flaws in his game at all anymore and he'll be one of the best tight ends in the country next year
1: uh, I really like it. I kind of see what you're doing here, picking some guys where there's a drop-off. He is by far the best tight end, but I think there's some other guys that are going to have good years, but that's a great receiving threat. I mean, if you're just talking about best receiving threat tight end, it's Eric All, and then a significant drop-off. Great pick. I've got no problem with that. All right, next up, um, kind of surprised there hasn't been quarterback or offensive lineman, but I guess that just goes to show you some of the depth. I'm going to go with a position group that doesn't have great depth. Better give me Mozzie Smith. Uh, If you're saying Mike Morris and Mozzie Smith are competing for best players on the defense, I want them both. This dude's going to have a big year, maybe not putting up big numbers, but he's going to be super, super important. He's going to clog a lot of run lanes. Uh, Think less um, pass rushing Maurice Hurst. And I think you're starting to get what Mozzie Smith's going to be.
2: Excellent pick. Another guy high on my board. You're, you're, you're sniffing what I'm putting down over there, so I like that pick a lot. I'm going to go on the opposite side of the ball now and kind of address a knee where we haven't had a run on anybody yet, and I'm going to go with Ryan Hayes, starting left tackle. The one, one of the surest things on the offensive line, especially the tackle position, and seems to be poised to be announced as a team captain from what we saw at the spring game.
1: I think you're absolutely right. I was interested to see who you went with first on that offensive line because I was trying to rank them and it's difficult. Uh, Hayes is definitely a sure thing, but there's a lot of other guys you could convince me are just as equally as a sure thing as Ryan Hayes great pick uh i will go ahead and take the other tackle who i am super super high on a guy that a few weeks ago we heard his name and i think we both committed like this is the dude uh go ahead and give me trente jones i think he's going to be starting right tackle i think this dude has all big 10 potential um as far as athletes on the line he's one of the best we've had at tackle in in a long time like since taylor lawan like really 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 athletic
2: tackle yeah, this is a great pick. Harbaugh was raving about him as well and how he's like worked to really take this role and sees it for himself. Switched numbers last year to a receiving number, which never came to fruition. I don't know what they were working at there, but very athletic. I love it. Uh, this His club recruiting class was super deep, so to see them really all come into fruition together is a welcome sight. Okay, coming back to me now. I'm going to make the choice here because I have to because you could really... like. Uh, Really screw me if I don't do this. I'm going to take Donovan Edwards at running back.
1: I thought about doing it. It's not in the spirit of this year's contest. Uh, I don't really think that taking someone just to screw you is a, is a lot of fun. Well, actually, that is that's a great deal of fun. Uh, but I could have maybe <laughs> I could have maybe justified that and said I'm lining him up as my second receiver, and that wouldn't be the worst decision ever. So uh, as far as a versatile guy, I think you got maybe the most versatile guy on the team potentially.
2: I had to do it now. And I was about to say, like, don't you say like screwing me in this draft would not be fun because you would take great relish in it as we often do when going head to head with a draft. So had to get it done here, man. I'm very high on Donovan Edwards versatility this year and increased workload for him just means more good things for Michigan
1: the dude's a beast. I just went back and rewatched the Maryland game not too long ago. And the things that he was doing in that game are beyond what a human should be capable of. So great pick there. Uh, That's a 25 minute Mark. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we are going to wrap up this spring game draft, and then we are going to assess the teams that we've picked. We'll send it to you for a vote. We'll be back right after this. Step into the world of power, loyalty,
0: All right, we are
1: back on out of the blue. We are doing our annual spring game draft. Despite the fact the spring game has already happened, we're going to figure out who knows this roster best. It is my pick after your last pick in that round was, uh, who did you take? Donovan Edwards was the last pick, correct?
2: Yeah, Donovan Edwards was the last pick. I couldn't just let you have both like our star running backs.
1: Totally understandable. I I didn't want to do that to you anyway. All right, with my next pick, a lot of ways I could go here. Better go ahead and give me the starting center, a super important position. I don't think there's a giant drop off because you know who we got backing him up. Uh, but give me Olu Oluwatame, the transfer, the Remington Award finalist out of Virginia. That dude looks the part, is going to be the part about his business. feel pretty good with him and Trente Jones to start off my offensive line.
2: That's a great pick. He had really good things to say on the In the Trenches podcast a few weeks ago as well, talking about how I believe he got his uh, undergraduate degree in economics. And now he's getting his master's in social work so he can understand the money side of things. Just really seems like a head and shoulders guy, like he has it all between the ears, and which is exactly what you want from your center. So, okay, coming back to me now, I'm going to go with starting right guard. I'm going to go with Zach Zinter here, who is arguably the best offensive lineman on the team.
1: Great pick. I almost went with him last and we were talking about who he had ranked the highest. I actually had it Zinter as the highest ranked offensive lineman. And we were talking a little bit off air. It's a little bit like splitting hairs here because what's the drop from Zach Zinter to Ryan Hayes or from Zach Zinter to Trent J. Jones? It might be nothing. Um, but as of right now, I think he is slightly our best offensive lineman. Only reason I didn't take him first is because he is so versatile and he could play left guard or right guard. Whereas Trente and Olu, I think are pretty well entrenched in their positions. All right, sir. Back to you. Uh, can't let you get both the starting corners and there is a drop off. We don't even know who, uh, who would be after him. Well, we have an idea, but, uh, they, they haven't really gotten much as far as run. So better give me Jamon green at one of my cornerback positions. Uh, definitely don't want you running away with both the starters there. Pretty, pretty easy, my thought process there.
2: It makes a lot of sense. You have to have one. Green has a lot of experience at corner. He lost his starting position last year to DJ Turner, understandably, because Turner is poised to be a star. But, yeah, you could not let me make a run on the DBs there. So, all right, coming back to me, I have to get a defensive lineman off the board. Uh, Harbaugh raved about this kid. You and I saw him get a lot of run in early season, and he came on really big in the Big Ten Championship and against Georgia. Chris Jenkins is a guy that we're both really high on,
1: very versatile. I think that you could line him up inside or outside, a big body. I don't know if he's going to be a star in this league for this team. I would be surprised if he went up to star. But high-quality rotational guy, I could absolutely see. That's a really strong pick. And with me having Morris and Mozzie Smith, I think you kind of had to do that there. All right, my next pick, um, better go ahead and give me – there's a couple ways I could go here. I'm going to do exactly what I did last time. Can't let you get both the guys. And here there's a much bigger drop-off at this position group. So better give me Nikai Hill Green. Um, if you get both the starting linebackers, I'm in bad, bad shape because we've discussed it many times on this podcast, that is our thinnest position group by a pretty wide margin.
2: Yeah, I was, again, my thought process there was like my last pick. I could really screw Jared here, but it's like, as fun as that would be, I'm really trying to build a team and get some balance from the position groups. Look like how much we've grown up the last five years. So yeah, I went with him. So Nakai Hill Green seems to be really coming on as well this season. So yeah, he looks locked in to be the starter next to Junior Colson. Yes, sir. All right, you're up. All right, I'm going to need... I'm going to go with one of our starting safeties here in the back end. Just really building from the back end this year. I'm going to go with Rod Moore, who started as a true freshman at safety, which is very rare last season, came on so well. His best attribute is everything in his mental acumen. He is a very high IQ football player. You could really make a case for RJ Moten here, but just what Rod Moore did as a 18-year-old, wasn't held back or anything, not a 19-year-old freshman, which you see pretty common in football. An 18-year-old, just a baby out there leading the team in tackles against Ohio State. Give me Rod Moore on the back end.
1: We, uh, we stand for Rod Moore on this podcast, even when we think he's Derek Moore and thought that he put on six inches and 100 pounds. Uh, regardless, we stand for Rod Moore here. I can't believe how good he was as a freshman, and I would not bet against him taking another leap. So uh, that'll be one. It'll be interesting to see because him and Junior Colson are two guys that if they played as well as they played as freshmen, you'd do well. but. I would also not be surprised if one of them took a leap. It also wouldn't surprise me if one of them kind of had a sophomore slump. So fascinating players to watch and you get them both on your team. So I'll be keeping an eye on that. Um, all right, better go ahead and give me. I'm going to go chalk on my board here. I want another playmaker. And I also want a guy that if he is going to be used at running back, there's a guy that just gives my offense another element. Better go ahead and give me AJ Henning with him and Ronnie Bell and Donovan, or excuse me, Blake Corum. um, That's a pretty good plan of attack right there, no matter how I I finish out my offense. So I will take AJ Henning.
2: Okay. That's an outstanding pick. I've been looking at receiver and eyeballing it a little bit and going back and forth, but that was outstanding. You and I talked about AJ Henning is going to be used extensively here with his big body and frame. So great pick. I'm going to go. Back to the well here where my bread and butter is made. I'm going to go with Trevor Keegan at left guard, this mountain of a man. Everything I needed to see from Trevor Keegan I saw at Ohio State when he was getting in the faces of players that were pulling some shady stuff on Roman Wilson in that segment. So I ride all day for Trevor Keegan. The man eats glass.
1: Great pickup there. Uh, He didn't have his best game in the spring game, but I mean, neither did Cade McNamara. The spring game means nothing. I think he's going to be just fine. You're rocking the dual sevens at Michigan. You better be able to block, and this dude can. Uh, Yeah, I would not be worried about him at all. That's a great pickup there. Um, All right. Well, I don't don't want to react to you, but I almost have to here. I'm going to go with the guy that Harbaugh has said multiple times will be the next offensive lineman to play. Um, depending on the situation. That'll be Carson Barnhart, another mountain of a man. Uh, was competing at tackle, but Trente Jones is just going to be too good to keep off the field. But Carson Barnhart's a big dude, so uh, I'll move him into probably my left guard position.
2: Yeah, he was really here in a battle with Trente Jones, Jones. That could still shake out a little bit differently in the fall, but you have both of them now. Barnhart has that versatility up and down the line. An outstanding pick, and I'm not going to say his name now, but you've left me. With a certain somebody on my offensive line who I cannot wait to select. I know who you're getting. Alright, so I'm coming back now and I need—I really need a pass rusher and I'm going to go with one of the most not to say underrated but he didn't get a lot of shine last year definitely not as much as he deserved and his snap count with Ojabo is probably really close and that is Jalen Harrell I think technically he plays an outside linebacker in this 4-3 but a dynamic pass rusher and Harbaugh raved about him this season was the only player to participate in every day across like every facet of the game or something like that like all four faces as he could play. So just a workout warrior this spring and what you want to see for him to really explode next to Mike Morris in the fall.
1: I love this pick at this point in the draft because it's just like in an NFL draft or an NBA draft. When you get a little bit deeper, you start taking some swings. This is taking a swing. This is a high upside swing for a guy that is a lot of boomer bust. I don't see this guy coming in being like, yeah, he was decent. I think he'll either come in and be the next Josh Uche, David Ojabo, or he probably won't play at all. Um, That's just kind of how it's been with these past rushing specialists that we've brought in. So this is a high upside swing here. We haven't seen much from him yet, but I like where your head's at here. That's a good pick. Um, All All right. right, sir, to you. Um, to me, a couple of ways that I could go here. I'm going to go with a guy. You know, you took two guys that you know I wanted, so I'm going to take a guy I know you want. I'm going to take Mike Sandra still, your absolute boy. Uh, hate to do it to you because you've been a fan of his since he was like a freshman. But this is going to be a player for us. I'm going to play him at the other cornerback position. Um, If I need to, I can move him over to my wide receiver. Uh, But I think primarily I want him to come in and play at corner. It looked good. This is another one where it's a little bit of a, a projection. We haven't seen it yet, but I'm high on what I have seen. You
2: bastard. Like you knew this one was gonna hurt me. And you had to do it. I have some, I love everything that Mikey Sanderslow stands for as a human being, as a football player. Any which way you cut it, you got a versatile guy here, can play both ways. What we saw at corner and his coverage skills and his ball skills. No, you nailed this pick, man, and now you now you got me in a rut a little bit. So let me look at my board here. I I am gonna go with Another, I'm going to, so I'm playing Jalen Hurrell in the 3 4 at my outside linebacker. So I'm going to go back to my defensive line. I think, actually, no, I'm not. Give me Andrell Anthony. You wear number one for a reason. You showed out in the Michigan State game. Kids got a year to get it together between the ears. Give me the double A's.
1: Beastly pick. I love it. Swinging for the fences here with your last couple. The Darius Clemens versus Andrew Anthony battle for supremacy is the most exciting battle on this entire team. I can't wait to see how it shakes out. Uh, perhaps it's just the next coming of like Mario Manningham and Braylon Edwards on the same roster. I hope so, but these dudes are absolutely electric. I had Andrell Anthony on my big board four spots ahead of Darius Clemens, but I have him really close on the overall roster. That's a great pick. Uh, He's absolutely electric. All right, my turn. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go because I really want to complete my defensive line. I think that's the most important thing you can have, uh, especially going up against your really good offensive line. So go ahead and give me Taylor Upshaw. Uh, A guy that I think is going to play a ton. I think Chris Jenkins is probably above him, but maybe not by a ton. So now I got Mike Morris, Mozzie Smith, Taylor Upshaw. I'm feeling pretty good about my line there, um, and then I can build from there. So
2: Taylor Upshaw is the pick. I'm going to respond to you on this one. I need a defensive end because I have not drafted one yet. And I'm going to go with a guy that flashed here. You can kind of like go up and down a little bit. I'm going to add some more beef to my line. I'm going to go. Actually, no, I'm not. You filled out your line. Scratch that. I'm not doing that. I'm going to throw a little wild card in here. Since I drafted Andrell Anthony, give me J.J. McCarthy at quarterback. You bastard. You got him one ahead of me. I had him queued up. (laughs) This one felt good. I I was like, I need to sneak it in there. I just drafted the double A's. I want the quarterback he has the most chemistry with.
1: I love the pick, but I hate the pick because I was going to slide it in here within the next couple. It's tough where you fit that in though, because as soon as you've made that pick, it's like, all right, well then the other guy gets X player and you know, I'm in good shape having a big 10 winning quarterback, um, that I know you will not take, uh, because there is a position cap limit there, but I think you got the higher upside guy. And you know, as with a lot of your picks, you are swinging for the fences. So you are either going to win this or lose by a mile.
2: Oh, there's no in between for me. Like we're going to, we're either going to go 11 and one or a one and 11. You have a basement floor of like six and six and you now you can get up to like 10 and two, but boy, if they hit, they're going to hit.
1: That's what I'm screaming. All right. Um, frustrating pick. Well done. Um, go ahead and give me, since I don't need to waste a pick on Cade. Uh, may as well use that to my benefit here and give me the other starting safety. Give me RJ Moton, a guy who was a little bit frustrating upon like some rewatches, definitely dropped a pick against Ohio state that would have changed things, uh, but also made some great plays and was really in good play and a good position on the field. A lot of the times I think he's got more of a nose for the ball than his stats would suggest. And I could see him having a big year. So RJ Moton, feel pretty good about that pick.
2: Yeah, that's really good there. And you needed to get a safety out there, especially with the Jordan Morant transfer, which thins up the position group. And I think he's just going to keep getting better. I'm still really high on RJ Mote and what he could bring to this team. So, okay. Coming back to me now, I am going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Michael Barrett at my other outside linebacker to pair with Jalen Hurrell.
1: You monster. I was typing it in because I was like, he's not getting him. I'm getting him next time.
2: You're a monster. (laughs) Uh, I was just looking at some depth here and there, and I'm like, Man, like where do I need this? Where's the drop? And it's it's gotta be Michael Barrett. He's got experience. He showed last year when he was subbed in to add some speed to this. He could really play, and the size was not a disadvantage for him. He's a very smart veteran player and he's gonna be dependent upon this year at the linebacker position.
1: Great pick. Um, I think that he's a guy that actually is gonna benefit. It, it, we were worried about the scheme change last year and how he would fit into that defense. But when he started to get more run just because he was better in coverage than Josh Ross, he actually flashed a little bit and I think that he's a dude that we can definitely use. But I actually don't feel as bad about this because I'm taking the guy that we were high on, the guy that we saw flash in that spring game, the guy that's like 6-4 that I think is going to come and steal your girl and that's TJ guy who is a dude. And uh I know we've moved on from the days of guys and dudes, but this is a dude. And this is a little bit of a swing for the fences for me because Michael Barrett probably starts the season, but I would not be surprised if we're seeing a ton of TJ guy minutes by the end of the season. So that's my
2: pick. That's a good one. He's technically listed at a defensive end, but from what you and I saw in the spring game, he's all over that front seven. So I love him as a linebacker pick and what he brings here, especially with his size and ability to run around. So now he was a dude in that game and you and I talked about him ad nauseum. Like he is just really standing out to us. So, okay. Coming back to me here. Mm-hmm. I am going to go with, this is when it gets in the nitty-gritty a little bit, so i got to weigh my options. I'm going to go with Macari Page at my other starting safety to pair alongside Rod Moore. Depth here takes a little bit of a hit at this time, and Page has put on some size. He actually played over Moten two years ago with the 2020 group, and you and I saw some flashes in the spring game that could lead us to believe that he could be the third safety in this group despite some of the talented freshmen coming in.
1: I'm going to hit you with one even higher than that. It would not surprise me at all if Makari Page took minutes from R.J. Moten. And I know I just picked R.J. Moten in this, but that's because he's starting the season as as your starter. Uh, He might not end the season as the starter. Macari Page has got an extremely high ceiling and a guy that I'm really high on. That's a good pick there. Um, Okay, coming back, give me the other tight end team leader. Give me Luke Schoonmaker. Give me Schoonie.
2: This one hurts me a little bit too. I, You know I love Luke Schoonmaker. He's been my guy for a long time. And to see him really develop and shine this season was such a welcome sight for you and I who have ridden with him for so long. So that was really nice to see for him, man. Great pick there. I am going to come back here. And I need one. I need one more there. I need one more there. I'm going to go with my... Other edge rusher, I'm going to go with Braden McGregor here on the outside. You're a little higher on him than I am, but he showed that he is playing better, smarter, more complete, the full six seconds of the average play now. No longer just if he can't beat his man, he's kind of just you know taking his ball and going home, completing plays, really getting around the edge there. So give me Braden McGregor, although I almost went with Derek Moore here because I think we're going to see more McGregor is why I chose him.
1: I think we are going to see more McGregor. Uh, When I say I'm high on him, I have him like 27th on my depth chart. So I'm high on him to a degree. Like this was supposed to be the Aiden Hutchinson replacement. So uh, I'm high on him with uh, far, far less expectations than some other players. I think he's probably the fourth guy as edge rusher. I hope he can be better. Like his ceiling is higher. But if it hasn't happened yet and we're not hearing anything out of camp that he's overtaken anybody, I don't think it's going to happen. So. Um, Yeah, that's that's a fine pick. I've got no problem there. Um, All right. My next pick. There's a lot of ways that I can go here. I could get him could do that. Get I mean, eventually I have to get Cade McNamara. Go ahead and give me uh, Giovanni Al Hadi. That's a guy that we're both pretty high on. Um, They had him working at guard. He uh, was recruited as a tackle. He's big. He looks the part. And if that guy's in there playing guard, um, he was also a name mentioned by Harbaugh as a dude that's pushing. So I'll take Giovanni El-Hadi.
2: That's where I was going next because it was between he and Connor Jones with the tackle experience there and the size and frame you want. So um, although I do have Three of the starting offensive linemen you drafted well, and I'm going to have at least the weakest or most inexperienced offensive lineman on this team. And I have Connor Jones. I have to take him now. I'm take him as my other tackle.
1: Very good. Um, yeah, I don't know much about Connor Jones, so I have nothing to add. Um, all right, uh, I need I need another linebacker, but I really don't know. I don't know what you do when you get into this. Like I'm already playing TJ Guy. Um, All right, go ahead and give me Derek Moore, who I want on my team, and I'm going to have to do some strange gymnastics to figure out which one of these guys is playing linebacker. Um, RJ Moten, you might be lining up at linebacker on this team. This really puts into focus how how shallow we are at the linebacker position. So give me Derek Moore just because I think he's a dude um, and I need somebody else to just
2: fit into there because I don't have that
1: right now. But my goodness,
2: not offering any assistance right now. I'm just going to let you sit there and swim and tread water. But we do love Derek Moore and he's got the size and frame. He's just young and experienced. Derek Moore is a great upside swing here because if he hits early, he is going to be a guy and a force. I mean, you and I thought Rod Moore had eaten a refrigerator for a while and he was still moving. So I like the pick. I'm going to go with a receiver here. I need another one. I'm going to go with Roman Wilson.
1: Okay, um, good pick. Uh, I was waiting for this pick, and I'm glad I got him. I have this guy way higher on my depth chart, and this was after I watched uh, the Maryland and the Ohio State game recently, and you and I are too hard on this guy, so I want to take him because I think that this gives me by far the best receiving core. Give me Cornelius Johnson. This is a guy that we really were critical of last year because early on in the season, he just left a lot on the table. But as the season went along, he was still the number one option for Cade McNamara. And if Cade McNamara wins this job, CJ's probably going to be his number one guy again. So, as far as where is this guy, this guy is getting drafted versus what his production could be. This dude could have 800 yards receiving this year. Like, that is entirely possible. So, I think I'm getting an absolute steal here. I think this is the steal of the draft. Give me Cornelius Johnson
2: steal of the draft oh god I am not going to sit here Steal CJ no 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 I watched this guy drop more balls and just oh no I can't hear this slander I'm glad that you like I'm glad that you like him you know not going to knock on him and poo poo your pick too much but uh, no no is no See no we we went
1: to we went too far the opposite direction last year with hating on him too much. Do you not remember the catch he had to set us up for the score against Ohio State and how important that catch was? Have you forgotten already, sir? Was that the the one catch? <laughs> no, I think he had two catches that day. Okay, the two
2: catches he had that day. I got you. Um yeah, you go ahead. I am I am very down and out on CJ's pretty much, you know. Anywhere on that anywhere on your draft board you want to have them, you can take them, man. Uh okay. Coming back to me here. I need got a few positions I need to fill out on my team. Need a receiver, need that. Where's i looking for drops? It's man, there's just some some fun players around here to really mix things up this season. All right, I'm gonna go with the quorum. I'm going to go with one of the linebackers. I need somebody to play interior. I have the choice of Joey Velasquez or Kaleo Mullings. I am going to go with Kaleo Mullings because of, like you took the Mikey Sanger still from me. Give me the Kaleo Mullings because of his versatility at linebacker or at running back.
1: That's a good pick. I thought about him there over Derek Moore, but I really think he's going to play running back this year based on what we saw. I legitimately think that might be a thing. Uh, So I just don't know what we'll see from him there. And when it comes time to pick who actually won this thing, I think that'll have more stats as running back. But good to have another linebacker because, as I mentioned before, it is uh, it is sparse at that position. So at least you got a guy that can fill in. I got Derek Moore out there playing. Um, All right. Uh, Like you said, we're getting into the point now where you're taking some swings, you're trying to have some fun. And this is actually tough because there's the guy that I really want to take and he actually plays the position and it would make more sense. But I don't think he's going to play much that this year. And that's Zeke Berry. Um, So I'm going to take the guy that I do think will play a lot this year that is on campus now that looks the part that I think will probably be your third boundary corner. Give me Will Johnson.
2: Okay, so going with Will Johnson as your fourth DB here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a dude that I think we're going to see on the field, so at least we'll have some idea of what that guy is. Uh, Zeke Berry, I want to see on the field, but it might not happen unless it's in mop-up duty because of the depth of the safeties.
2: That is a good pick and kind of throws me for a loop here because it's out of position for you. And I I like that you're going to get some versatility here and keep me on my toes, so I need... A few other guys here. I'm gonna fill out my I'm gonna fill out my tight end room. And while I have Eric all, who is the best tight end at everything he does, and there's a few other picks here, I want I gotta take my boy. You know, at this point in your draft, you gotta take your guys, and I'm gonna take Colston Loveland. Had a big play in this. He's got great size and frame coming into Michigan. I think he's gonna to continue to put on some weight there. Excellent receiving threat here for the team and a nice weapon for my quarterback JJ McCarthy. That's a great
1: pick. Uh, you sold me on him. You were higher on him coming into the year than I was. We saw him at the spring game, and we saw Mick uh, a catch there on that trick play, and I was immediately sold. I was like, oh, this dude. I mean, when he fills out, he has Zach Gentry body like already. So when he fills out, that dude's going to be a problem. That's a good pick. However, you left the door open for maybe one of the biggest backdoor backstabbings in the history of this draft. Um, I am quite certain that this will end our friendship because I need one more offensive lineman and you just let him sit there too long and I will make it work. But give me Greg Crippen. I stand for Greg Crippen minutes and I want him on my team. So to hell with you, sir. Greg Crippen is on Jared
2: Stormer's team. A complete backstabbing. I mean, this is drawn and cornering me in the streets with my family watching. I wanted to pair him with JJ. I thought you'd go with Reese Atterbury, more guard there. So I was just sitting around here and you just knife me, knife me right in the back. I can't believe this happened.
1: Yeah, uh, I did it partially because it's hilarious and I can feel your pain reverberating through the interwebs, uh, but partially because at this point... I mean, who am I taking? I'm Raheem Anderson. Didn't you already grab him? I mean, we're just taking shots at a dartboard here. And Crippen is the guy that you and I have somewhat, you know, tongue in cheek, but not actually have been riding for for a long time. And I do think he's probably the backup center. So if Olu Atami's as good as we think he is, we can figure it out. Maybe Olu's at right guard and Crippen's at center. We'll figure it out, though. But I like my O-line. That is good
2: talent and good value there. Um I'm going to surprise you with my next pick then just to kind of stick it to you a little bit in return. Give me Jake Moody at kicker, the Lou Groza award winner. Uh,
1: I didn't think we were doing kickers and punters. Do you want to retract that one? Cause that's it's kind of pointless. Like no one cares about the backup kicker. I suppose we should have clarified that, but I, I wrote it in mine. I did not have those no, guys, ranked. No,
2: you get Rhett Anderson, you get Rhett Anderson and I get Jake Moody. That's how this works
1: i feel like this is being done out of spite but i'll
2: allow it we don't have to draft them i'm just a hundred percent being spiteful and (laughs) we're just ready to go because you would just pay me back and get pay me back and get brad robbins that's
1: exactly what i would have done it wouldn't have excited me but yeah then it would just be back to the pettiness but leave it to us it's it's tom petty over here as uh you know i kind of hoped it would be we're not too old it would it would seem.
2: Yeah, we got to still have some fun here. OK, now it's just time to fill out my roster. Um, give me a Mason Graham in on my defensive line heard a ton of buzz around this kid. And this is your boy. So me getting at least one back on y'all that because you already filled up your roster with Mozzie. But uh, Mason Graham's going to be a dude this year, even as a freshman. He already looks the part it's just kind of putting things together or like inside the head, inside the playbook, but very high on Mason Graham's potential, even as a freshman.
1: Yeah, that one actually does hurt a little bit because I'm really high on him. I couldn't get him. Like you mentioned, we're going to be running the 3-4 or the 4-3 under. So you're not going to see Mason Graham and Mozzie Smith out on the field at the same time a lot, if at all. But this is a guy that is going to see the field. I don't think he can redshirt because of how important he's going to be and um, a little bit of a tangent. But when I saw him, his body reminded me of freshman year Rashawn Gary, where it's like, oh, yeah, that's a freshman. It looks like baby fat on him. But it also like you see the frame. And when we looked at Mason Graham, like it was like, yeah, that's a freshman, but also that's a freshman. Are you kidding me? Like that dude's going to be a monster. So good pick there. Um, All right, then I guess this would be the final pick for me. Um, And obviously it's Cade McNamara, a big 10 championship winning quarterback. The dude that brought us to the promised land against Ohio state last year. I am not going to shed a tear for having them. I think you got the higher ceiling guy, but. I have Cade McNamara, our leader, our boy. So I sleep well at night. Cade McNamara, who are your linebackers right now? Uh, Nakai Hill, Green, TJ Guy, and uh, Derek Moore. <laughs> oh, so we do need to go one more.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you're going to need another one because I, yeah, I still have.
1: Yeah, yeah. We actually have to go one more because you must. Have, need I need a third receiver. Yep. There it and, is.
2: Yeah, I. Um, so go ahead and give me. Um, Reese Atterbury at center. Uh, obvious. I have to go here now. What wanted Crippen, but you knife me, but Reese Atterbury, very good player.
1: Yeah, no, no, uh, no shame there. Uh, give me Joey Velasquez, please, which uh, no shame in taking him. As we mentioned, two way guy, absolute beast, probably running for Senate, probably going to win,
2: <laughs> probably going to win. Just go ahead and book that. Oh, uh, you still need, um, you still need one more tight end. So we each got another pick as well. Uh, I need a corner. So I have to fill this out, and it's kind of hit and miss here. It's kind of like your pick of flavor, but I'm going to go with the senior here. And we saw him in the game, and he did not look half bad. It'll be the weak point in my defense, but give me Jalen Perry.
1: Yeah. Jalen Perry looked a little bit better in that last contest. So I'm, I'm intrigued to watch him. He'll be a guy that, you know, me, I'm always watching the cornerbacks. So, um, I'm hopeful for him, but I've been burned so many times with cornerbacks that I wanted to hit. Um, okay. That means my last pick is Joel Honningford, which is good because uh, I think you probably have a slight edge in offensive line and Joel Honningford kind of being the extra offensive line in there to help out, uh. I guess actually, I'll have Carson Barnhart and Trente Jones as my tackles. So be good there. But maybe help out uh, El Hadi at the guard position. Joel Honningford can can be another guy up there for me. Um, Okay. And then that means your last pick.
2: Yeah, last pick I'm gonna go with the freshman stud. I'm gonna have a lot of size outside of Roman Wilson with him and with him running slot, and that is gonna be Darius Clemens. We saw him flash and get the ball force fed to him in the spring game and may not see a ton of run this year because the wide receiver depth is crazy. Um, but he is going to be a star at Michigan, is already popping.
1: Yeah, this could be a pick that ends up looking way too late with uh, the ceiling on this kid. He could be an absolute stud. So, uh, yeah, this is one where we might look dumb, potentially down the line, where it's like, really? Darius Clemens was the last pick, but it's because of what you just mentioned. The depth in that wide receiver room is absolutely insane right now. I like, I like. We're going to go through it here in a second before we log off, but I love my wide receiver depth on my my drafted team, and I'm sure you do, too. So, What a position group. Good pick, Darius Clements.
2: Yeah, this was a very balanced draft. I'm looking at both our depth charts, and we can run position by position in a second, but this is easily our most balanced draft against each other. I would have to say, yeah. I mean, five
1: years into it, we've kind of figured out the ways to do this, because there's been some that were really like a molly whopping. I think one of our first years was really bad, and then uh, you got me back. Was it last year? It would have been the non-COVID year. You got me back with a pretty good beatdown. So, yeah, there's been some that were a little more one sided. This one feels pretty good, um, but this is going to be the one to revisit. You know, this is going to be a great one to revisit in the offseason when we see because there's some guys like Jalen Harrell, like who the hell knows? So, uh, yeah, I I like it. This was a good draft. pick. you want to go through this position by position?
2: Yeah, I'll take the offense and I'll let you take the defense if you want. All right. Yeah, get it going. All right, on the offense at quarterback, you have Cade McNamara. I have J.J. McCarthy. You have Blake Corum. I have Donovan Edwards. Your receiver room, Ronnie Bell, Cornelius Johnson, A.J. Henning. Very strong. I have Andrell Anthony, yeah. Darius Clemens, Roman Wilson. Tight end room, you have Luke Schoonmaker and Joel Honningford. I have Eric All and Colston Loveland. Offensive line from left to right for you is Barnhart, Elhadi, Olu Oluwatami, Greg Crippen, and Trent A. Jones. And mine is Ryan Hayes, Trevor Keegan, Reese Ataberry, Zach Zinter, and Connor Jones.
1: Yeah. Uh, things that jump out there. I think I get you slightly on receivers. I like my receivers more than yours, especially since, uh, you got two freshmen or well, one that was a freshman last year, one that's a true freshman this year. Um, so there's a lot of unknowns there. I like your offensive line a little bit more, but I think me having Honningford, me having Honingford, does help to offset you having both of the starting guards. Um, I also am, pretty high on El Hadid and Crippen. Let's go. Having Crippen has to amount for something. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'd be interested to hear what you think about the O-line. That might might be a wash. JJ and Cade Mack, we'll wait and see. Running back, we'll wait and see. I mean, this is like a wash, if I had to say on offense.
2: It's so close, man. You make the good points where I think you edge me out on receiver. But offensive line, I get you. But your Hauntingford pick was really good where it fell to you. And it's honestly what's going to make the difference. This season, I mean, as it does every year, starting quarterback.
1: Yeah, no, you're 100% right on that. Um, All right, let's switch over to the defense where I don't have yours written down, but I think that I can do this without it written down. So might need some help on this, but uh, we'll go through it position by position. We'll kind of say our thoughts after each position group um, when we're doing the defense. So my defensive line uh, running the 3-4, the 4-3 under again as last year, as we assume will be Mike Morris, Mozzie Smith, Taylor Upshaw, and then that means you're running some combination of Jalen Harrell, Braden McGregor, Mason Graham, uh, and Chris Jenkins as well. Am I correct?
2: Correct. So my th- three down linemen are Chris Jenkins, Mason Graham in the middle, Braden McGregor on the other side, and Hurrell will be a part of my linebacker room.
1: Makes total sense. Yeah. With that uh, 4 3 under, you're going to have guys that look like defensive ends playing out as linebackers, uh, which is good because uh, at linebacker, I have Nikai Hill Green, TJ Guy, Derek Moore, and Joey Velasquez. And TJ Guy, uh, that actually works. You know, he'll be my Jalen Harrell. And this is a guy that I'm pretty high on. Nikai Hill Green will be uh, running that Mike position, like Junior Colson will be for you. Um, and then I've got Derek Moore out there, which is completely out of position, but this is a guy that we're both really high on. So, uh, (laughs) be interesting to see how this one works out. And then Joey Velasquez, who I am high on, but, um, man, this linebacker group is, um, is a little suspect. And then you have junior Colson, one of your first picks there. Um, you also have at linebacker, um, who am I missing?
2: Jalen Hurrell, Michael Barrett, and Kaleel Mullings. So what this tells me is right off the bat that this is the just thinnest position group on the team.
1: 100%. And you get me here by virtue of having two guys that are going to see the field a lot and having by far the best linebacker. Um, but more, this is just like a big loss for the team to look at this linebacker depth and be like, um, I'm starting Derek Moore, a freshman defensive end. <laughs> like, so, I mean, he'll be... Like we said, he'll be the Jalen Harrell. He'll be kind of a pass rusher as a linebacker in that role. But it's extremely thin. Um, But I give you the edge there. Moving over to corner, I've got Jamon Green and Mike Sainer still and Will Johnson. Um, So Will Johnson could be at safety, could be at corner. I just wanted all three of those guys. You've got DJ Turner and you've got Jalen Perry there. Um, do you have any safeties that could move over? Because you got Rod Moore. Rod Moore might be able to play corner. We we haven't seen that yet, but that that wouldn't surprise me.
2: Now, I have Rod Moore and Makari Page in the back end, so I have some versatility there, at least some help to lend to Jalen Perry's side, because let's be honest, DJ Turner is going to work on an island this season. He's going to be just fine. I'm with you. I think I might get you on corner, though, um, by virtue of having two
1: of the three or two of the four guys that are going to start. You have the star there, um, but then having Jalen Perry, that's a bit of a drop off. Uh, you get me at safety. As you said, you have Rod Moore, Macari Page. I have R.J. Moton and some combination of Will Johnson or Jamon Green maybe playing safety there. I don't know. Um, So you probably get me at safety, especially since you have guys positionally that are listed as safeties. And I'm very high on Macari page, but it's not a runaway. I don't think in the secondary secondary is interesting. Secondary might be a wash
2: secondary is interesting. I think corner is definitely a wash. I have you at safety because I could end up having the two starting safeties. If page passes Moten, I think you, you hands down, get me across the defensive line. I think I get you at linebacker. So I think there's a nice balance here where we're going to see a lot of bodies inserted, especially early in the season. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it shakes out.
1: What was your favorite pick? And then, uh, the pick of mine that upset
2: you the most you know the pick that upset me the most, it was Greg Crippen because I really wanted him and just, oh, you just knifed him from me. But I would say one of my favorite picks was either J.J. McCarthy or Mike Barrett just because you and I had the same thinking, like where can we shake things up and really throw a curveball at the other? And I'm going to go with J.J. because it was just, it caught you right when you were like thinking the same thing I was and I just beat you to the punch on that one. But you really knifed me back when you got Crippen. (laughs)
1: <laughs> had to knife you back. Um, yeah, it, I gotta say, I would say the JJ one, but the Michael Barrett one was more impactful because of what I ended up with at linebacker and you took him right when I was about to come back and get him. I just, I, I don't know about that linebacker position. And I really hope Michael Barrett has a great year, but it's uh it's just a suspect position group. So I kind of was screwed no matter what I did. Uh, I think my favorite pick maybe was Mike Morris where I got him. That could end up being the best guy in the defense. Um, getting him in Mozzie Smith was really good for me. I really like that. I'm telling you, I got an absolute steal getting Cornelius Johnson where I got him. Um, and then I like the Hauntingford pick. So those were some of my favorites. I know we said list one, but uh, yeah, this is a good one, man. This one is much closer than some of them. We will put up the rosters so that you can pick. And uh, yeah, we want to see your votes And, uh, you know, that'll be that'll be one determination, what the fans think this time around. But then we will look at this again in a separate podcast after the season and we'll see who really won the thing. And that will be the real determination.
2: I'll never forget our 2020 COVID year draft when one of us had uh, Joe Milton and the other had Dylan McCaffrey. It's like nobody won that draft. We both lost.
1: Every Michigan fan on earth lost that year. There was there was nothing good about anything that was happening. So we deserve to have Joe Milton as our quarterback.
2: Yeah, so this year has been really close. I think last year's was close as well. I need to look back through some documents and find our exact ones. But no, man, this is fun. Favorite podcast of the year. Already can't wait to do it next year
1: hundred percent, brother. Uh, this is always a pleasure. Before we get out of here, uh, we are entering the peak off season here. So we want to hear from you guys. We want to bring some of you on to talk about Michigan fandom and uh, some of the offseason things. But we also want to know what you want to hear. So uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter. I am at JStorm303. That is at and at U.M. Andrew B. Uh, you can also now email us at out of the blue MNB at gmail.com. That is out of the blue MNB, all one word at gmail.com. We will start checking that now. If you have anything you want us to talk about, you have any questions, um, you want to know how Andy maintains his vigor and stamina. Um, yeah, just reach out to us. We would be happy to hear from you so long as it's, uh, you know, something that's unreasonable and a hot take. We're not here for the timid.
2: I only want the absurd here, and please, when you're speaking to me, use "sir." That's all I ask. Yes, or
1: "my lord" uh, would also be acceptable. But uh, that's gonna do it for "Out of the Blue." Make sure you like, share, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Apple Music, Spotify, wherever. Uh, follow Mason Brew on Twitter at Mason Brew. I am Jared. That is Andy. This is Out of the Blue. We'd like to remind you that wherever you go, go blue.